You're listening to the Pillars of Hamilton. That's with me, Sam Sidetells. And you want to know what I'm going to give them? Only the finest that Hamilton has to offer. The biggest blueberries you've ever seen, baby. And they're all here right now. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest. And she's not just special because, uh, I don't know, she owns the greatest toy store in the land. But I got to say something to you, Kelly. So when we first got here into this town of Hamilton, and we were scared, we were very scared. And uh, anyone who made us feel comfortable and welcomed us meant a lot to us. And you were one of those people, but not only were you one of those people, you were the very first person to welcome us to Hamilton. And I will never forget that. Well, we're so glad to have you. Yeah. And, and uh, Lisa, absolutely. I th- I remember that day because, you know, it is it is a small town. And so you, you know, oh my goodness, the legacy of Miss Dina. I mean, we loved her. My kids went here. Um, and so, but also as a business owner, we wanted you to succeed and we wanted you guys to be successful. So any way that I could help you do that, is a win, you know, because I know Dina wanted to see the legacy continue. And of course, we were so excited to see two young, you know, a nice young couple that had a lot of good ideas and would keep the place going because that's really important to us. Oh, oh, that's what you were looking at. It Like you're a business owner and you want to see it succeed too. Um, <clears throat> see, I was, I had never been a business owner before. I had never been in Hamilton before. And like Dina wore... Uh, is Warren the right word? She she informed me of the things I might run into here in Hamilton. And I was just like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. sure. Well, I always say, you know, I'm not from Hamilton, but I am. My husband and I dated for seven years, and he has a very large extended family. So I got to meet so many people before I really moved here. But for me also, you know, being a small business owner, I sort of jumped into opening my own business in 2006. And, you know, looking back when I think, it's not like I had this great dream when I was a child that I was going to open a toy store. It just sort of happened. And that I think is very common for a lot of people, you know, life takes you in different ways. Um, But much like running for school board, you know, when you put yourself out there and you open a business in your community, you know, you're going to be subject to, um, what people think. And I was very concerned about making sure I had run a good business. And, you know, people felt like I had a, um, I was fair and I had a beautiful store and it was going to be a successful part of the community. And we also really wanted to make sure that it was an integral part of the community. And so I think when it is a small town and everybody knows everybody, you know, it can be, for me, it was a little daunting when I first opened and people would say, oh, I know who you are. And I'm like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> like, how do you know my name? Uh-huh. But, you know, now years later, that's also what I love about Hamilton. So, mm. you know, seeing other new business owners take that risk and that um, step forward, especially as an entrepreneur, to put yourself out there, you know, I really admire and I try to support other people when they do take that risk um, because, you know, people are going to talk and, and I don't think it's in a negative way, but you know, you oh, just sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> well, and I don't think they always mean it like that, you know, cause we had, um, you know, there was like, oh, well, why, you know, you're not going to sell cards anymore, but 
but um, that was the best decision for us. So, you know, sometimes it takes people in, in the, the small town when they're so used to a certain thing. I mean, listen, we're all creatures of habit. Like, nobody likes change. But at the same especially time. Especially in this town. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. We gave a tour to someone our first year, and we had ripped up the rugs. Like, you know, all respect yes. to Miss Dina. But, like, those rugs had been yeah. through, like, many, many years, and they they smelled up the place. Yeah. And I think that everyone kind of knew that. And so we had to fix that. And we, I literally gave a tour to someone and she says to me, it smells different in here. I'm like, well, yeah, you know, we did this and that. And she's like, I miss the old smell. Oh. I was just like, oh, and I think man. actually Dina had even told me one time that they get those, they used to clean them like once a year, twice a year. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. After all those years of little kids, you know, little yes, kids. Old. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so I have to be honest with you. I do like that change. I like that. I, <laughs> I like the like, no carpet smell. <laughs> yeah, I feel like most people do, but yeah, yeah some people just want to hang on to yeah. everything from their younger years. Yeah. Um, you are a, I didn't even totally realize that, and I'm just learning this term. You are a, I'm, I might be botching this, but an NFT? Have what? you heard this? Oh, n uh, not from town. Is that, uh, did I say it right? <laughs> not from town. Okay. Yeah, I didn't realize that. I know, but you know what? I dated my husband for seven years prior to getting married. And so I feel like I really earned the respect of a lot of people in town because I got to know people. And, um, but it's funny because even when I first got married, I was commuting to Villanova and all, of, a lot of times I would work a lot of evenings and weekends. And I would say to my husband, oh, I don't know who that person is or, you know, and all my Villanova friends would say, Oh, like, who's this guy, Jim, that you're married to? We never see him because I would be up there a lot. And then when I was here, people, you know, would say like, you're never around. Who are you? And so it was really, that was also one of the reasons why we did open a store because I just felt like, you know, I was entering the next phase of my life. I knew I wanted to have children. I knew that I probably couldn't commute an hour each way. And what made you decide that you wanted to own a toy store? Well, we actually started um, with a gift store. This is a really good story. I don't know how much you want to know about this, but everything I, I tend to go tell long story. So I'll try to, you're the one who's kind of in a point. hurry tonight. So I'm here, I'm here for it. Um, no. So we, my husband and I, um, had always wanted to reinvest in the community and we really felt strongly about giving back. And, you know, we knew that we wanted to grow up and raise children in, in a small town and, and be in Hamilton. I'm actually from, uh, a place called North Huntington, but we also had a very lovely main street and like the, the neighboring town was Irwin. So I went to Norwin high school. So it was like North Huntington er and Irwin. So we, um, did everything in our main street of Irwin. You know, we had a little, um, we had an awesome park. We had parades in the downtown, you know, we had a great cinema and I, growing up, I always loved being in Irwin and the old homes all around it. So um, so to get back to your question about, we just always felt like we wanted to reinvest in the town. And interestingly, we were um, helping the current, the owner of the building. She was actually applying for a Main Street grant, ironically. And my husband was helping her apply for a facade improvement grant. And she just said, you know, I think it's time for me to, you know, change and probably put the building for sale. And my husband came home one day and was like, um, what do you think if we bought the building? But we had every intention of renovating it and having her stay. 
And then she um, thought about it and said, you know, she thinks she, she wanted to move on. Um, and to this day, I still am very good friends with her. She's a lovely woman, Sue Reese, and she ran a wonderful store for years and years and years. Um, and so, and she was a great help to me when we opened the store. So that's kind of, and, and then we, I felt like we did a lot of physical improvements. You, you never saw pictures. I'll have to send you pictures someday. I've only seen the store that's beautiful and not only beautiful, but it is constantly evolving to whatever's going on in this, the Halloween trend, whatever it is, you are like, it's always a beautiful display window. And there's when I, your place is the place I go to for every birthday present. And there's a lot of birthdays and there's always something cool to find there. Well, thank you. I mean, we work really hard. I have a really great staff. Um, and we, you know, I've been really trying, especially during the pandemic, you know, people have really, really been so supportive of us and that you know, keeping their dollars local, supporting small businesses. And on the flip side, we really try to support our schools, our, you know, little league teams, you know, the Bulldogs, all of those organizations. Oh, you've, you've always supported us. Oh, and let me just bring up, uh, speaking of the things you support us. So Kelly decided one day that there's this puppet, this green furry puppet that would probably go really well in my school. So she gave us a nice, you know, deal and, and I took it home and it's, it's taken on a life of its own as Skeeter is his name. And I wanted to tell you this now that we have to wear the mask in class, right? being a ventriloquist is so easy oh my gosh that's so funny yeah that's a good point that is a really good point that's the one upside for me with the masks yeah Yeah. but you know it's interesting like when your kids get older as your kids get older and you start to see them you'll go into the schools and you'll see them write about different things and you know you you look at what the other kids write I mean it is like I get chills sometimes when I see them write you know about the town and they say how much they love breadheads or how much they love toy market and Cassiano and all of those things that you know we've really created a sense of place in our community and so that's the type of place that I want my kids to grow up in and so I'm happy to be a part of it yeah it's such a special place especially for families yeah um, agreed shout out to little Amelia out there How's she doing? She's great. Um, Amelia is my youngest and she is just, she's having a great year. Second grade. Yeah. Um, I love second grade. I feel like with um, just watching the development that happens in second grade, um, just with my older two children, I think by the end of the year, like the reading really clicks, the math comes together. They're still like sweet and innocent, but yet but they, um, their personality does. Yeah, absolutely. And they're doing, you know, it's, it's impressive what they're able to do by the end of the, by the end of second grade. And we've had awesome teachers too. So yeah, that's that been great. Too. Yeah. So, um, am I correct in saying that you are running for school board? I am. I have chosen to um, run for school board. I'm something, it's something that I've thought about for many years. Mm. And um, I've tried to get other friends to run who I've, who I've considered, you know, strong candidates. For this specific one, or you mean in the past? Oh, several years. Mm. You know, I think our schools um, are really good. And I think I'm, I've been very pleased with things. Um, but I do think that it's important to always have new people and especially always. always yeah. Especially having um, candidates with kids in this in the school system. I think that's important. And I have a friend who has why, been why do you think that? 
Why do I think that? Why do you think it's important? Because um, I've also heard the opposite. Like some people feel like, well, if your kid's in there, then maybe, you know, you're doing whatever's best for your kid as opposed to everybody. Um, you know, what do you think? Do you think uh, it, it, it really is beneficial to the town for the people to uh, vote in? You know, people who have children that are actually in the system. Yeah. Well, I think that you pro- you need a variety. I mean, I think mm. having members on the school board with kids in the system is really helpful because the kids give you good information and you see what is happening in the schools. So I have tons of ideas for the school that I'd love to see. Some things that I hope are things that are achievable, but even... You know, a few days ago, my daughter, who's in middle school, said, Mom, you know, they give you a planner in elementary school, but really, you don't need it until you're in middle school. And in the middle school, they don't give you the planner. And I thought, well, that, <laughs> like, you know what, Juliet? That is a great point. She's like, I could really use one of those planners right about now. You know, something like that. And then, of course, my son... You know, we went to orientation. We were going with Juliet this year, and Matthew was like, oh, mom, the middle school auditorium, that needs to be upgraded, the sound system. You know, so uh, things like that, that, again, it's um, mm, our facilities are you good. You wouldn't know that unless you your kids are going home. Exactly. Um, you know, so there, those are the types of things that I think you hear and you see when you have kids in the system. And certainly you're more invested. Um, but at the same time, I do think it's important to have people because there's a lot of people that may be retired from education that could get back. You know, this is a, a great way for them to um, get more involved in the community. I think it's important to have a variety of different voices. And also the school board represents the taxpayers. So while, you know, of course, families that have children in the schools they want to see they have a vested interest but the taxpayers also older taxpayers younger taxpayers everybody has an a vested interest in in um you know making sure that we have good schools right right well i tipped my hat to you because obviously the position is something if i wasn't so uh, sensitive, I would <laughs> consider yes. because like, uh, you know, I'm like you, I, yeah. I, 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 you it's my whole life is, is, uh, the children and, and investing in their futures. Um, but man, uh, it, it's, it's, it's a tough gig, uh, trying to run. Oh, I totally agree. And to be honest with you, I give all of the people running this year, a tremendous amount of credit and I respect each one of them. Um, you know, I think that it's really important for people to run, and you do, you, you're taking, you know, it's very vulnerable to put yourself out in front of yes. the public. And to be honest with you, you know, a big part of me deciding to run, I said, I was a little worried. What would my kids think? You know, because now, you know, I don't know, they become sort of known figures too in the school in terms of, you know, oh, your mom's running for school board. But ironically, my children were like, Mom, you have to do that. I mean, they they, are, they were so supportive. Really? Yes, they were they were all three so supportive. And they were like, we think you did. Did they tell you like a specific reason or did they just think it was cool? No, they just, I think they, they just told me that, you know, Mom, we think you would be great at that. And actually, Matthew, I think I'm biased, but I think all my children are very funny. Um, <laughs> I can I can vouch for Amelia. She is hilarious. She is. They're funny in different ways, but Matthew was like, oh, mom, this is probably the smartest thing you've ever done. I said, why would you say that, Matthew? He said, because if I, if you're on school board, I will definitely never get in trouble. 
I'm like, well, you shouldn't get in trouble regardless of whether or not I'm in school board. But, but yeah, so yeah, they, um, they were really happy about it. So I said, all right, let's go for it. That's cool. And I, I like the way that you are um, speaking about the other people running. Cause I feel the same way. Cause here I am, I'm, I'm like a coward with this stuff. I would yeah. never. And here are these six other people who are putting themselves out there. And especially, uh, you know, when you're dealing with politics, people could be, pretty mean out there and but you know the school board shouldn't be political it and shouldn't I, and it shouldn't be on the same time as the other pol- uh, the other uh you know the other elections well i think i disagree with that do i do you? yes and why? The only, well the so um the reason why i do think that the school board should be in november is mostly because when they were in april there was a smaller voter turnout and so you know the most important thing is to get people out to vote. So if we can get more people to vote, then I think it's important that they moved it to November. Does that make sense? It does. Because we want thinking that the people who do vote in April are the people that that the, it it really matters to them, so that they would go out and do it. But I'm it, just but it, in November, yeah, no. But in November, if you have more people, that's more reflective of the actual community and how. Maybe I always wondered, like, how well does the community know these these candidates? Like, I I, that's one of the reasons I'm doing these interviews. Yeah, it's like I know you, I know I know some of the other people who are running, but do I know your views on uh, on the issues? No. So I thought this would be a good, but for the most part, I feel like most of you guys are almost like land. You're just uh, lawn signs to people. Like that's what you see all day. (laughs) I know. I know. I think everyone's ready for election season. I I cannot stand. And uh, no knock on anybody, but there's like a giant one when you leave the elementary school. (laughs) It's just like, that shouldn't be there. And like, you know, they're they're just everywhere. Yeah. But I think the way I, I agree, I mean, we do have a lot right now. And I think just, you know, overall, but that's also what's so so nice about Hamilton is that people are passionate about it. And I'd rather see a year with six candidates running than, you know, not enough candidates, you know? So that's how I kind of look at it. And again, I'm friends with all the candidates. I respect everybody. That's awesome. Yeah. I wish everybody the best. That's awesome. And you don't know who's going to run when you sign up either. But you should, you, you put your name out there because you want to do it. So you also, you know, you just have to do it. Yeah, I assume most people who would want this type of position are doing it for the right reasons, whether I agree with them on their policies or not. Like, I, I assume that, I mean, it's not like this is, you get a ton of power if you're a part of the school board. Like, you know, you, you have some big responsibilities, but like, I don't know. I don't think this is one of those political things that people would just go into so that they, they have some kind of power. Um yeah, I just think anyone who goes for this probably ha- has good intentions, whether I agree with them or not. And um, so to get into your uh, stance on the issues, I had some friends message me with some questions, and uh, I'm going to read them to you. So sure. here we go. Um, this is from my friend Bianca, who happens to be a teacher. Um, you're talking, you've been thinking about this for years, right? Well, I've been trying to get people to run for years, and I've definitely been considering it for years. Yes. You're like, fine, you're not going to do it. I'll do it. Well, I do have a friend who has been writing my name in for a couple of years, which I think is hilarious, because every day she's like, hey, I voted for you today. I wrote your name in. <laughs> that whole right. Do you think anyone's ever won an election by people writing them in? Um, I don't think so. Maybe in really small places, small communities, yeah, very small populations. Like 70. <laughs> 
Okay, Bianca asks, what was your aha moment? When I say aha moment, uh, we do use that in the classroom. Like, like if a, a kid doesn't get multiplication for a few days, and then one day you just see it on their face. Ah. Yeah. So what was your aha moment that made you feel you needed to run for a seat? So, again, I have said this, that I have considered uh, running for the last several years, and I've tried to get, you know, friends who I respect, who I think would be great in the position, and um, a friend of mine this year was considering it, and, you know, then this person said, you know, I think I just am too sensitive, and I thought, well, I respect that, because I agree, and I went to bed that night, and another one of my friends earlier in the day said, you know, you, I really think you should do this. And I really respect this person. And so I went to bed. And the next morning when I woke up, I remember thinking, you know, I've been asking these three or four people to run because I think they would be great. Why wouldn't I just do it myself? Do you know what I mean? Like I'm asking them to do something that, yeah, why wouldn't I, right? You? Like, why wouldn't I put myself out there? I have absolutely nothing to lose. You know, I, I'm trying to do my best and I think I have a lot of gifts and talents to share with the community. I think that I would, I know the way I work on committees, that I am a worker. Um, and, you know, I just want to, I want to do the right thing. And I want to have, I want my kids to have the best schools possible. And so I thought, you know what, there's never a good time. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes, it is what, like, Sometimes you know, you gotta pull the trigger. Yeah. and I thought, you know what, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so exciting, right? It is. It's, I've definitely learned a lot and I've been very grateful for the people who have come out and said, you know, we support you. I think it's great. And it's, what, what would you say is the biggest thing you've learned through this experience? I think I've learned that I'm a lot less sensitive than I thought I was. Oh, really? Kind of like you were saying that. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and I think that also comes with age. You know, I think mm. when you're younger, I mean, you turn 40 and I feel like something clicks that you're just, you're more comfortable in your skin. So I got two years till yes. I'm, I'm at that level. Yes. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm inching closer to it. <laughs> you do. And once you start to have kids and, and you really, you know, when you have children, I think you're, you're their role model. And so how you behave, you know, everywhere, they watch you. And so I think you just become more comfortable in your skin as you get older. And so, you know, I will be jumping for joy, you know, if, if the town feels that I would be a good candidate. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Question number two from my very good friend, Michael. All right. He asks, does the current political climate on a national level have an influence on your decision to run? Absolutely not. No. No, I don't think national level politics should be um, a part of the school board. I mean, the most important thing that we need to do is we're here. School board members are supposed to represent the taxpayers, help and support, you know, the teachers, the staff, the superintendent, the administrators, and really make sure that we have the best schools possible and, and setting policies for the kids. And so I I think you really have to look at what's happening in the schools and, you know, you really have to stay uh, nonpartisan. Yeah, very cool. Especially very cool in this day and age where everything's becoming super politicized and us versus them. So we can't have that in our schools. So 
Very cool. All right. Okay. Saul asks, what would be your response to things when the governor issues a mandate and the people of Hamilton do not want to follow the mandate? Uh, he could be talking about masks. I don't know what what specifically he's talking about, but you know we get mandates, and sometimes you know you see it on Facebook. People are not too yeah. happy. Uh, is there anything you would uh, do about it? It says, um, uh, "What would be your response to that type of thing if if everyone's disagreeing with the governor?" Yeah. Well, first of all, I think that one thing that to me is the most important is to listen. I definitely talk a lot, but I think in this role, you really have to listen to what people are upset about. Um, and I think that's important and it's valid. And when you see people coming to school board meetings or, you know, then clearly they feel strongly about something. So I think it's really important that people have feel like their voices are heard. Um, at the same time, I do think if it's a state requirement that you have to follow the, the state requirements, certainly if it's tied into funding, you know, um, but there are, you have to also be open-minded to try to find ways to solve problems so that, you know, I do tend to try to be a person who doesn't criticize without offering solutions. And because in any committee I've been on, you know, it's like, well, I can sit here and complain about that, or I can try to find ways around that. And so, you know, I, from all the group dynamics workshops I did, I think with different leadership groups, it's like, you don't want to be a blocker, but you want to be somebody who, is collaborative. And also if people are upset about something, then we really need to, we need to hear that, you know? And I think that's an important uh, role for the school board. I'm just curious, you've done a lot of leadership workshops? Yeah, of course. Like all through when I was, um, worked on a college campus, I was, we did a ton of, um, leadership development with the students on campus that I advised leadership groups. I, um, did, you know, a one credit seminar for college students all around all sorts of different things, but that's not, if, if done well, gosh, those workshops can be so beneficial. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Uh, who is funding your campaign? My campaign is self-funded. Oh, <laughs> from your own purse. Yes. And we've been, <laughs> I've been keeping very good track of everything. Um, oh, so you're organized. I'm trying to be, yes, especially with this, because I'm just like, all right, I got my bank account, I have all my receipts, and been keeping very good track about that. But it's all you. Oh, yes, absolutely. Okay, time for a heavy question. Sure. But this heavy question was also the most liked, um, most more people responded to this question than any of the other questions. It comes from Freya. What is your stance on how to go about teaching controversial issues, including racism, sex ed, violence, gay, lesbian, non-binary, trans rights, acceptance, et cetera, et cetera? Um, so, yeah, what is your stance on how to go about teaching controversial issues? That is a very good question. Um, I think that one the role of the school board, I think, is to absolutely support the educators who are trained to um, deal with sensitive topics. Um, I think schools have always historically had controversial topics, um, you know, for, you History know, decades. Class. Yeah, yeah. De decades. There's always something that um, 
not always something, but there are times that people feel strongly one way or the other. Lord I, of the flies. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, um, but I think for me, the most important thing is that we want every kid in our district to feel safe. We and we also want to make sure that um, everybody is treated fairly. Um, also, I think that a big part of my wanting to um, run for school board is that I have been very pleased. I think we have great schools in Hamilton. Um, some things that I think that we could do a little bit better is the communication. Communication between who? I think between the, the school and the parents, especially, um, and certainly the community to some degree. But I think that when you get these controversial topics, I think people need to know what's happening. And a lot of that is just, you know, being open and having good communication. I think that one benefit of this global pandemic is that I have been very impressed with how the school has responded and up the communication because I think in many ways they've had to, you know, we're, they're doing so much more in my mind. I mean, this last week I've gotten two different emails from like e-newsletters from the schools. I think they're doing a much better job, you know, letting people know what's happening on Facebook and things like that. And so for me, it's an, it's about having open communication. So I would love to see the school board meetings televised. I think that, that, and recorded and, you know, so that you can watch them. Anytime Are they you not? Want. I thought they were no, being streamed. No, they're not. They're streamed on YouTube, but I feel like a lot of times people forget and maybe older people may not go on YouTube and find the link and watch right. it. Yeah, yeah. So it's just, again, one more way. But, you know, this past year and... I apologize if I'm going off on a tangent, but I think this is a really good example. Um, Juliet was in fifth grade last year, and she read a book, and the fifth grade teachers chose a book called The um, the Refugee. And they had to read this book, and of course the schools, you know, half most of the school was um, remote a couple days a week, and the book was non-historical fiction, um, and it was intertwining chill, uh, three different families, and it kind of um, incorporated uh, the Holocaust, and then a family from Syria who um, fled, and um, from Aleppo. And so, what's interesting is there were a lot of parents because I talked to a lot of my friends that were very upset. Because they were very, in, in their opinion, they felt like it was very sensitive material while these kids were, were basically home. Because in fifth grade, fifth grade. fifth grade, you know, your, your daughter would be maybe in her room and the parents are working. And so the um, kids, they didn't always know what was going on in terms of like, oh my gosh, I think she's up there doing math and she's reading this book about, you know, people dying, there's a global pandemic and all this stuff. So I, in, in my mind, I was like, okay, well, I don't know if the fall was the best time to do this because they're just getting to know each other, maybe mm. in the spring. And also I do feel like it, 
I don't necessarily think the book was controversial, but people, because of the time and what was happening in our country, and there were so kids were so scared about COVID and everything else happening. Bad I think, optics. Yeah, I think a lot of the parents were just like, "What is happening?" You know what I mean? Like I, and for me, I felt mm. like, well, you know, she's not in the school where you know you can talk to the other kids and the parents. But on the flip side, Sam. If you ask my daughter about that book, it is her favorite book she's ever read. She went on scholastic.com and started reading about Syria. She loved the project she did. And, I love hearing and that so, so much. You know, part of me is like, I totally get what the parents were feeling. Like, you know what? Maybe this was too much. Well, they during... want to keep their kids innocent too. Exactly. You know? Oh, we all do it. And so for me, it's like, you know, there's a good example where maybe if the parents just had a little bit more information because mm. thankfully, right. you know, I'm involved and we try to be very involved in our kids and what their education and what they're learning. But even still, you know, you're I don't think you're in the majority. No, but there are, there may be children out there that are a little bit because if parents are working and with the pandemic, everything else, you know, people were just, you know, working from home and <laughs> it was crazy. And so, you know, again, that's just a good example where I think it's really about communication and and making sure that we have a safe environment for our kids. Yeah, yeah. So I apologize that that was long winded, but yeah. Uh, and the just, local uh, library has the book. Okay, no, I, I've heard I've heard about uh, heard about this controversy, and I, I honestly feel like, especially when they're getting ready to go to middle school, it's good to you know I, they don't have to put in the some of the details, but to let people know that this has happened and just, well, and then you just think, you know, um, I, I think, you know, my husband and I were like, Oh, we need to really pay attention, you know, just let's check in and see if she has any questions about this, but it's no different. It's not that it's no different, but you know, it's also, you think about historical events, you know, every year, the last couple of years, we really start to think about how we, at home talk to our kids about September 11th. You know, they're not little anymore, but they're also not, you know, adults. And so there's that fine line. Like you it's said, you... such a fine line. Oh, my goodness. And it's so, <laughs> you know, and you're always like, wait, did I Am say I that? Am I doing the right, the right thing? Right. Should and I have told him that? I know. And kids are kids. They're young and they're sensitive. And Oh, and you never know. There is a chance that you could tell them something and they have a, a serious reaction to it. It right. definitely can happen. right. Yeah, so it's a fine line, but I agree. Um, well, I, I should be more objective, but like, of course, I think everyone should know that that people should open up the communication because I think a lot less anger and frustration and fighting would happen if people were just open and and conversational. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, I believe you know this person, someone named Aaron. Aaron uh, asks, "What current obstacles are parents facing in education?" Oh my goodness. I, I'm guessing she, she means like, you know, some of the main things uh, that are perhaps even universally uh, an issue. I don't know. What, what, do, you, what do you see as, as, as the issues a lot of parents are facing, I if think, any? Yeah, I think, um, I think that just the change in our country and the change in the way in which um, children learn, I think the transition to more... Um, what do they call that? The, like one-to-one -one districts where um, 
I believe a one-to-one district is that every child has a device or like a computer. Um, and so for me, that is definitely something that I see changing and evolving. You know, our kids have Google classroom accounts, which I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, there's a lot of that stuff. And I remember Matthew came home one year and he's like, oh yeah, I have a Google classroom account. And I'm like, what? You've got, the school gave you an email account? You can't like, have any account. Yeah, I'm like, account? what do you mean you have what? an email account? Who, you know, so who are you emailing? It's like, mom, it's just a, you know, an, a school account. I'm Let like, me check okay, this. Okay. Let me check this account. But I remember back to school night one, one year, you know, I said to uh, his fourth grade Oh, maybe it was his fifth grade teacher, but I said, I'm sorry, I don't even know what, what do you mean by Google Classroom? And so she actually, she showed us, she said, well, have you all ever seen this? And we were all like, no. She showed us, she said, well, they can do, so she, she taught math and she said, okay, so the good thing is, is all these kids here are taking their test or let's say they're doing their worksheet um, on their computers. She's like, I can look, let's say I say to the group, hey guys, um, you know, here's the answer to number 12. Previously, 10 years ago, she would say, you know, by a show of hands, you know, who wants to answer? And maybe somebody would, um, you would think that they got it. Well, now she can look and say, well, geez, the answer is 12, but only four of the kids got it right. Mm. So, you know, and that was an aha moment for me. I was like, oh, okay. So for her, she loved that teaching tool. Do you know what I mean? Where for me, I was like, well, I don't want him on a device and on a computer. I want him to learn how to oh, have good you handwriting. Don't want, you mean you don't want change? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. No, I just want him to have good handwriting. Oh my honestly. gosh. I, I, I feel for him. Yeah. I, I missed the day in first grade where they taught us how to hold a pencil and I don't think the teacher ever noticed. And I agree. Here, here I am looking at my notes. <laughs> I know. So I, I do think just those changes and this constant change of um, technology. Yeah, for parents to be aware. Yeah and updated with all yeah. of it. Yeah, that, I didn't think about that. That's an interesting uh, point. All right. Uh, 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 but at the same time, then we want them to know this. You know what I mean? Like, you have to learn it. Yes, it's the future. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. No one's writing calligraphy anymore. Some people are, Sam. I know. Some people are holding on. Are you one of those people? I do like my cursive, but <laughs> I don't do calligraphy. But I'm a fan of cursive writing. Okay. okay. And I want my children to be able to read letters that I write to them. <laughs> but they're not learning it, right? No. You're going to teach them? Um, I've tried. Yeah, that's the last thing they want. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they just memorize how to sign a check and you're good. Right. All right. In a day and age where people are worried, so worried about being canceled, whatever that word means, can parents be confident that you will be comfortable standing by what you believe in? Yeah. I think, again, I think as you get older, you just become more confident in yourself and your decision making. And I think as a school board member, you have to be able to maybe make decisions that are best for the school that may not be, you know, um, the, there might be people that don't agree with you, but you have to be confident in your abilities. I also think that's also why we have a group of people on the board. You have to work with your other school board members and if, and come to a decision, collaborate with them. Yeah, yeah, that definitely makes sense. You're not the only one, you know what I mean? Yeah, and your ideas are not perfect. Nobody's are. Right, so. and to be and to be very honest with you, I have a great tremendous amount of respect for all the sitting 
school board members. Yeah, you're happy with the work. Yeah. Cool. Great. Okay. Uh, oh, this is a fun one. What makes you, oh, I'm sorry, why are you qualified for the job? What life experiences make you a good candidate? Well, that's a, I know you've already said some of them. Yeah. Well, I think that, um, first of all, I have children in the school district. Um, second of all, I'm a mom. I'm a business owner. And also, I think that a big part of my previous work experience, I do have a master's degree in higher education administration. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yes. So I went to Villanova undergraduate with a, I have a um, degree in communication with a business minor. Me too. And then I went right to Boston College, and I studied higher education administration. So I really thought I was going to work in education for the rest of my life. Um, And a lot of the stuff that we studied in graduate school, you know, we were with other um, school counseling. Um, There were, you know, um, not every class that we took, but there were definitely shared courses that there might be counselors in there that were getting their master's degree in school counseling people that were looking to be school principals, you know, so we would sort of look at different um, topics in education, how they applied K to 12, how they applied to colleges and universities, how would they apply to public versus private schools. Um, And so I just have experience with that. And wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a big feather. Yeah. I didn't know that. Wow. Very cool. All right, last question from the people of Facebook. And uh, hopefully you, you, you know what I'm talking about. If not, I could break it down for you. Would you be open to implementing a tracking approach to education? And tracking is, is a, a synonym for leveling. Um, a way for teachers to teach according to skill level, classes as a whole. Students move up and down levels across subjects. It's kind of like a Montessori thing where you don't push the kid. You don't put the kid in multiplication before uh, if they haven't mastered addition, you know. So this would be something where you are in a classroom filled with kids that are on your level. And if you can move up levels, then you can. And if not, you, you're, you're in the lower level class. Would, is that something you'd be open to if it came into your lap? Honestly, I would be open to hearing about anything, any new ideas, but I do think, um, I don't know enough about this. I know that there's sort of differences of opinions. You know, some educators feel that um, having children have to sort of, um, uh, what's the word, like having them have friends that are role models that can kind of help them and motivate them and challenge them so i'd have to read and research more about it because i really don't know how i would feel about that and i don't think that's something that would be in uh the new jersey state curriculum i thought about that too as well yeah yeah um but this is where again this is where i think my background being um that i went to graduate school for education this is stuff that i'm so interested in learning i'm kind of a closet nerd like i love that's what i miss about being on a college campus is that i felt like there were always things that i could learn and so that's where i'm very excited to be able to look at current events sensitive issues around education and see how they affect and apply to our district. So personal question, sure. I from me, like I need to know this personally because yeah. because I love to learn 
and I was always studying, always researching, but then I had kids and I'm still learning, but gosh, when do you find, do you actually sit down and read books and, and, uh, do all that stuff? Like where do you find your learning material? Yeah. So I'm not gonna lie to you. The last year and a half, I've been really bad about reading, um, a lot of books, but I did recently sign up for ed weekly, which is, um, it's a, um, K through 12 education resource. Um, so I thought, well, if I'm going to apply for school board, then I should really start to get some information about mm. that. Um, I do read the newspaper online every morning. Like I'll go to philly.com. I'll go to the press of Atlantic city, New York times, because I just want to make sure that I keep, um, into that and sort of know what's happening. I also, for me, I do um, sit on a couple of toy groups. And so there's every time, you know, we, um, I do a lot of education with, with, um, at conferences and workshops. So I always like we, this past year, um, they didn't have as many educational workshops, but there's always things that I'm attending for my business you know, trying to be a better entrepreneur. That's so important as you get older. It's like, you got to keep growing. You can't stop. You stop. It's a, you've seen people who just kind of give up and, you know, got to keep growing. So, well, and for me, I try to read so that I, you know, it's like when you were, I'm probably too old, but do you remember those commercials like in the eighties? It was like, I don't think we were that much older. I know, but do you remember the like after school commercials? It was like the more, you know, and of course (laughs) I remember that. It's like the more well read you are, the better, you know, it just, it helps in so many areas because you can just relate to so many more people. It's so true. Eye opening. And we really try to encourage all of our kids to read. And I don't please even care what you, it is. If you get any tricks, please help me with my, my oldest is woo, not a fan of the books. No, <laughs> you know? well, I think it's also, you know, you think that, but then again, they might surprise you when they come home from school and tell you things that they've read in school. Just got to find that right one, yep. right? Got to find that book. Cause that was my problem too. Yeah. I wasn't into the stuff they were assigning. That's yeah. why as a literature teacher, I always picked out books that kids could relate to and they'd be excited to read. So that's it for the questions. uh, Those questions, as this is the pillars of Hamilton, we have to do something called the chat pack where you are going to pick one of these questions or actually two. And it's a random question has nothing to do with school board. Before we do that, is there anything else you want to, did you say it all? Or is there anything else you want to say about you running for school board? No, I just want to thank everybody who's come out and said that they um, are supportive of me. I really appreciate the support. And uh, I just really want to encourage everybody to vote, you know, because that's what's most important every year, not just this year. You just have to vote. I'm feeling so different about your campaign than I normally feel about all other campaigns. I feel like uh, yours is almost like a a positive experience. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Absolutely. You have you have to. It has to be a positive experience. It does. Yeah. Good for you. I'm happy Thank for you. you. All right. Chat pack time, people. Let's see where she picks. Go ahead and point to one and I'll read it. That one, the That's, big blue. Okay. All right. Here we go. I'm scared. Oh, you should be so afraid of this one. What is the best gift you've ever, ever received? The best gift I have ever received is a couple years ago on Christmas morning, my husband gave me a photo book and he took pictures of the last year 
And he put all these pictures in the book and he made the book and he made me cry on Christmas morning because not only did he put pictures of like me with my kids, but there was a picture of me like pushing the stroller in the driveway. So like he, he, I knew that he went to the window and took a picture and like, so it was just everyday moments like where I didn't even look the best or my, you know what I mean? There's like the house is a mess and yeah, that was definitely the best just made me cry because Jim, you got a thousand points for that, dude. You got a thousand points. And I don't know if you've ever done a photo book like that. Cause I've done them for like my mom or my mother-in-law, you know, where we've taken like the summer pictures. They're very time consuming. So yes, no, Lisa and I made a scrapbook yeah. when we first got together. Uh, we cherish it. We'll probably never do another one. It took <laughs> so much time. Yeah. yeah. So that's definitely the best gift. He, Man, he all got these that. kids, all these responsibilities, and he's still doing this for the love of his life. Jim, respect, sir. Yeah, respect. very, very, very sweet. Yeah. All right. One more chat pack question. Here we go. All right. Do you notice how go. fast I answered that, too? Yeah, no, I was, I was like, really I'm happy. like, yeah, that's... I never know with these <laughs> chat packs. Usually people are like, uh, I don't know. Okay. If... With your safety guaranteed, you could experience something considered very dangerous. So your, your your safety is guaranteed. You can do this and you will walk away totally fine. Right. What would you want to experience most of all? Oh, that's a hard one. Yeah. Can I tell you mine? Yeah. See, everyone probably thinks like skydiving first or something like no. that. The first thing that came to my mind is like, if I can do anything, I want to fight a T-Rex. Oh. Yeah, I'm thinking outside the box here. <laughs> no, I was thinking like something like um snowboard, you know, like on like an Olympic level, like be one of those really good like outdoors. Oh, down the black hill. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Like do something like that that wouldn't You need scare. a jump at the end of that too. Yeah. Yeah, like do like a three sixty. Oh, a five thousand. <laughs> you just keep spinning and spinning. That's what are you a snowboard snowboarder? No. Oh, okay. I, I ski, I used to ski cause I'm from Pittsburgh. And so, you know, we have snow and hills, but not too many hills in, in Hamilton. No, not any at all. Like no. every time I'm running, I'm looking for a hill. I can't I know, find one. I know. But we did say we were probably going to try to take the kids maybe this year. Okay, cool. It's so much fun. Yeah. Um, all right. So lastly, oh, and I, I keep meaning to say this, this whole podcast, just for me, the reason you really, not only did you welcome me into Hamilton, but one of the reasons uh, you let me know what Hamilton was all about was because the way you introduced yourself is you you friggin' recognized us. It's so crazy. I'm from New York City right. where if someone recognized me, I'd be worried. Like all of a sudden I'm in someone's toy store in this town I've never really been to. And you're like, oh, hey, you're Sam and Lisa. It was well, so crazy. But to be to be fair, let's let's be let's be let's fair. Let's get real. Let's be fair. Um I can't remember who posted it, but there was a picture of you and Lisa and it was the new owners of Reed. And there are not many women with very long red curly hair. It was the red hair. curly hair. So it was sort of like, you know, <laughs> I think like I know these are the these are the owners, it's and I was so excited crazy. for you. I was excited. Yeah, that 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 made us feel good. We literally walked out of that store like 
what just happened? I know. And then you gave us like a little mini tour of Main Street. It was really nice. Appreciation. Oh, okay. You're welcome. You're um, very welcome. And before you get out of here, is there anyone out there in Hamilton or the world that you would like to give a shout out to? Oh, I just got a shout out to my kids and my husband and of course my parents and my um, mother-in-law because they, they help me so much and I really appreciate all their help. Awesome. And I appreciate you. Thank you so much for doing this. Anytime. All right, ladies and gentlemen, give it up. 